You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. Several of you have asked me how my oldest sister Linda is doing, who had uh, brain surgery to remove a benign tumor about three and a half weeks ago. And I called her just this past week to see how she was doing as well. And so we had a nice chat, and I said, well, I need to get going now. I need to work on my Sunday homily. And she said, well, what are you preaching on this weekend? And so I'm preaching on humility and holiness. And my sister said, that should be a short one. <laughs> so I know she's doing better. She's back to her old self. That's not really true. I just made it up, but it's a good joke. When I was 13 years old and in the eighth grade, my pastor, Father Jack Stallings, asked if he would come, he could come and visit me in our family home. And so when he came to visit, he asked me a question that changed my life. He said, did you ever think of becoming a priest? And before I could even get out an answer, if I didn't know whether to say yes or no, he said, I think you'd make a good priest. And as they say, the rest is history. This is National Vocation Awareness Week. And our front cover of the bulletin talks about our parish vocation committee that we have recently reestablished so that we can continue to try to encourage people to consider responding to God's call to the priesthood, the consecrated religious life, or the diaconate. God calls in a variety of ways. A good priest friend of mine who's about 10 years older than I am, he said that when he was a young kid playing softball, that he went up to bat at the plate and he said to God, if I hit a home run, I'll be a priest. And he hit a home run. And he became a priest. God didn't call me that way. That would have been a miracle if I ever hit a home run. But I take this opportunity to share these stories with you so that we as a parish can continue to create a climate and a culture and atmosphere where vocations to the religious life can be nurtured and nourished. It's very much a part of our full stewardship initiative. We may not think of it that way, but this past week on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I participated in the International Catholic Stewardship Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. And present at the conference were some priests from the Diocese of Wichita, Kansas. The whole Diocese of Wichita, Kansas became a full stewardship diocese back in 1985. They are a diocese with just a little larger population than ours, but not much. We have 39 active priests in our diocese. They have over 130. It has to do with that climate, that atmosphere of people making a full commitment to live out their baptismal call to discipleship. When young people are surrounded by this, vocations are nurtured and nourished. Too often we don't think of stewardship in that bigger picture. Unfortunately, many people think of stewardship as a euphemism for money. No, it's about discipleship. 
And that's why we call our Stewardship Committee Discipleship Committee. Again, we all are responsible for creating that climate, not just a committee, but all of us together. In a couple of weeks, two weeks from today, we'll all be invited, if you've not already done so, to renew your stewardship commitment to share your time, talent, and treasure generously as a way of building up the kingdom of God and as a way of being church. Certainly, it's important that we priests have a recognition of the important role that we have in this. It's important that we priests show that we are happy doing what we are doing. And certainly, I can't tell you what a reward it has been, what a joy it has been for me to be involved in people's lives in very special ways, in the joyous times of their lives, as well as in the difficult, challenging times of their lives. It's a wonderful opportunity that I've had for over 45 years to be able to enjoy meeting new people, making new friends, no matter where I go or where I might be. So when people ask me, why do you enjoy being a priest? First of all, I've got job security. <laughs> Secondly, it's not an eight to five job. Thirdly, every day is different, never a dull day. And fourth, and probably most importantly, I have an opportunity to interact with people that may affect not just their life here on earth, but their life for eternity. What other vocation has that opportunity? I always see the role of a priest as simply helping people to come to believe how much God loves them. And once people believe in God's love for them, they want to respond. And therein we find our eternal salvation. When we lift people up, we lift ourselves up. Any way I can help people brings even greater joy to me than it does to them. And that's why I always like the image of a clown. Those who know me know I have a, quite a large clown collection. First of all, because my middle name is Emmett. People think of Emmett Kelly the, the clown. But I like the clown as an image of priesthood because clowns make people smile. And I think that's what my role is, very simply, is to help people smile as they know how much they're cherished and loved and cared for by our God and by our church. And so, no matter what parish I've been in, I've been in seven parishes as a priest. As my sisters keep reminding me, I can't hold a job. But I'm <laughs> happy to have been here I'm in my 16th year now. But every parish I've been in, I've made some wonderful friends that you continue to keep in contact with down through the years. And that's very, very enriching. Another reason I enjoy being a priest. And finally, I enjoy being a priest because I get free Cardinal baseball tickets. <laughs> we may say to ourselves, it's not a good time to be encouraging people to consider the priesthood, given the climate of our church, the turmoil and the scandal. But maybe it's just the opposite. Young people want to do something that's challenging. This is a challenging time for our church, and we need strong leaders to help guide us and see us through these difficult times. And so I think it's an opportune time to encourage young people to consider a vocation to the religious life. Maybe you see someone who make a good priest or a good sister or a good brother or a good deacon. Maybe you might ask them, do you ever think of being a priest or sister, a brother or deacon? You'd make a good one. And certainly, I want to do that as well. But I'll never forget how that question changed my life for the better. And so here at Immaculate Concepts, as part of our stewardship initiative, to create a climate where religious vocations are nurtured and encouraged and supported. God tells us, as Pope Francis reminds us, as disciples, 
God asks us to give all. And in return, the good news is God gives us everything. That's certainly been true for me. What little I have given up to be a priest, God has blessed me with abundance. That's the way our God is. God is never outdone in generosity. And so, as I mentioned, the Diocese of Wichita, they have a lot of priests there because there is a climate of making a full commitment to life discipleship, a full commitment to the call of our baptism. And so as we welcome two new members into our family of faith through the waters of baptism this morning, let us renew our commitment to discipleship and know that Jesus tells us he doesn't want half-hearted disciples. He wants us to make a total commitment. And so again, God asks all of us, but in turn, God promises us everything. We know that can be challenging to trust in that promise. And that's why we gather here every week to be nourished by God's word and by the sacrament of the Eucharist and by the presence of each other. Sometimes we forget that, how important our presence is to each other. Never, ever underestimate the power of your presence here. You never know how your presence is going to touch someone's heart and make all the difference in their lives. And so let us renew our trust in God's promise. For indeed, we do deep in our hearts wholeheartedly believe that God will be faithful to his promises if we trust in him because God is good all the time. All the time.